0: Welcome to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have...
1: Fizdira. Kit. Briette.
0: And Flick. (laughs) Last week... Well, actually, last week you heard Terran interview Alex uh, on our second installment of Terran Talks. But the week before that, our adventurers got a lot of information about what's going on in the world with the Tieflings. After meeting in person with their Enclave contact, the Conjurer, they've decided they need to head to the Eastern Island to confront the Azamar sister and check out the ruined Arcanium. First, though, they want to retrieve their own keys from this Arcanium, which means infiltrating guard side of the third level. What will our adventurers find in that fiery lair? Will they be able to retrieve the fire shield key without sparking a fight? Or are they in for a sick burn? Let's find out.
1: Hey, y'all. It. That was good. Sad that I laughed like that.
2: <laughs> if you could please edit um four. No, headphones fuck you. You can't walk. Away and yeah. Because the if room, you can use puns,
0: them. so
1: can I.
2: When I I never use puns. So I, I just
1: listened I thought- to uh Taryn's talk today with Alex and she made a Uh flick pun so booyah, mic drop you shut your face. see,
0: there done. Okay,
2: first of all, I was being sarcastic second (laughs) of all, I thought we were friends again and now that we're about to go into a battle let's have a discussion about this dagger then if we're not going to be friends
0: (laughs) Oh, that no, do shit. We have a lot to do. We do have a lot to do. That's true.
2: We have to get onto this boat ASAP.
0: Oh, the boat. Oh, and I didn't mention Sniv in the intro. You what did an not. oversight. Oh, well, we'll get back to Sniv later. Uh, to be clear, we are leaving Sniv behind, right? He's not coming into guards chamber. We left no, him with No, Robert. but we're taking the Conjurer with us, right? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. the Conjurer is definitely going with you. Uh, okay, so uh, any any other housekeeping things? It just feels weird that we're already ready to start the episode. So, But that's fine. I'm all about it.
2: No, I'm ready to go.
0: Okay, great. Let's do it. All Actually, right, so, I think I wanted uh... to... No, I'm just kidding.
2: <laughs>
0: so... Uh, so you approach that uh, big double door, as you recall, and you can feel the heat radiating off of it. Uh, very clearly, there is some uh, some immense fire going on on the other side. And the uh, the conjurer sort of looks at each of you and says, uh, and, and and asks you, um, "What what what exactly do we uh, expect to find on the uh, the other side of that door?"
2: I want to do a drawing.
0: Oh, okay. Of of what?
2: Of Rithmala like Okay. But like then I'm going to make it have muscles.
3: <laughs> okay. And
2: it's it's he looks kind of like a rock creature in my brain. Anybody else? Anybody oh. else got a rock creature in their brain? Are you
3: just showing him you what you think yeah. Guard looks like? He, oh.
0: Yes, yeah. okay. Yes, but he doesn't know whether or not you all have seen him so he'll assume that that is in fact the creature that you are looking for. <laughs>
3: Mm-mm. Okay.
0: <laughs> uh, how long are you spending on this drawing? Is he going to oh, regret this question? N-
2: no, no time. And I think they're going to look at him probably like, okay, Kay. just go with us for a second. <laughs> Let her do it. Let her wear herself out.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah. You're clearly the new mom of the
2: group.
1: Seriously. <laughs>
0: oh my God. <laughs> Okay, so stick figure with muscles and some flames. Conjurer looks super confused. His uh, <laughs> Deer is going to pat him
1: on the back and say, uh, I don't know.
4: <laughs> I'm going to say some sort of flaming, terrifying beast.
0: And do we expect to be able to parlay with him? No.
3: Oh, absolutely not. No. And he goes.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we could try. <laughs> <laughs>
2: there it is. <laughs>
4: I do have. We do have new spell slots. Well, that's we're true. gonna
2: we're gonna try to use pass without trace, right? Is that still the plan? I think that's it's worth it. Yeah, <laughs> it was really so have, long,
4: long really ago. I to, don't yeah. remember,
1: Just but I believe
4: you.
2: <laughs> I think that was gonna be our first goal: is to
1: try to use pass without trace, and then if that all else fails, get in, get out, and not die.
2: Yeah, it was a uh, pass without trace and uh, mage hand. We're gonna mage hand was really gonna be the real true hero. Um, and- but then Mage Hand couldn't hold the shield because it was a pound too heavy, so...
1: I forgot anyway.
4: about
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> so as soon as three of the four of you uh, say that you think that at least some fighting is inevitable, uh, the conjurer hurriedly reaches into a little pouch at his at his belt and pulls out a little strip of what looks like uh, a strip of of leather, like from a from a piece of armor or something. And he sort of murmurs, and the leather begins to glow, and you see this uh, this sort of flash of purple, pink, purple light sort of envelop him uh, and then disappear. And he sort of nods to himself and tucks the little piece of leather back into the pouch. Hey, what was that? Uh, He sort of looks to each of you wearing your own armor, except for uh, Bizira, I suppose. And he said, well, just a bit of uh, magical protection for myself. I feel like it might be necessary. He says that speaking of magical protections, uh, I can only bestow it upon one of us, but uh, if we're heading into uh, a fiery inferno, it seems prudent that maybe at least one of us gets some protection from fire. Volunteer's thoughts? I'm happy to post well, it on myself, but
1: doesn't Flake already have resistance to fire. Cold. Oh, that's right. You're not like a hot demon. You're like a
0: cold hearted demon. A hot demon. He is, <laughs> yeah. he is neither like, of those things. Well, no. he's a cold
1: yeah. devil. Well, there you go. Uh, I'm completely
2: wrong. <laughs> that sure, Bizdira. I'll allow it to be a Well,
1: I just look at it because I don't actually have armor and I'm more likely to run up and hit something in the face or stab something with my dagger.
0: He's like, to be clear, I'm not keeping things from hitting you in any way. Oh, no. I, it just feels like it's going to be hot on the other side of this door, and mm-hmm. that could be a problem.
1: Yeah. If anyone else has a reason for wanting to get the stuff, by all means. But I, I volunteer as I think as tribute- your logic makes sense. I agree. <laughs> Let's oh. do
2: this.
0: Well, now She's I'm agreeing. really thrown off base. All right, so uh, so he walks up to you uh, and makes murmurs a few mystical words and makes a few mystical passes with his hand, and you feel a chill uh, run through your body. And he casts protection from energy on you, so you have resistance to to fire damage for the next hour,
3: as long as he keeps concentration.
0: Uh, he says, "Great. Well, that's my contribution.
3: Any other preparations we should make?" I'm looking at my stuff. I'm. Still new to this.
2: <laughs> um, um, I will. I knew- Go ahead. No, Kit, you're the boss.
4: <laughs> Aw. <laughs> Hardly, but I'll take it. Um, I know we were joking about parlaying earlier, but if we do get caught in the pass without trace, I do have Charm Monster now. Oh. If we wanted to try that as a
1: first, uh, pass. Whoa. Here is a question for me. Does guard yeah, count good. as a monster?
0: Everything. Charm monster is for any creature. Gotcha. As opposed to charm person, which is a humanoid, whatever. Gotcha, gotcha, Uh, gotcha. yeah, charm monster is any creature. Cool. Sure, we
2: can, we can try it. We can try it. We can try anything. Um, and then I think what I will do is I will go through, um, with the conjurer and give him like whatever our hand signals usually are for when we're trying to be quiet. Cause we obviously have our own hand signal language. I um, think you all
0: think you have your own hand signal language, but you each think that everything means something slightly different.
2: <laughs> How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> It's not wrong. So I'm going to give him Bria's version of it. Thank you. So he can know how to communicate with us if if necessary. At least communicate with you and kind of communicate with
1: the rest of us. (laughs) Correct.
2: Well, I'm just putting myself... I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing.
0: (laughs) I love it. No, I love it. I think that's great. Okay, great. Anything else?
3: Mm, I mean, I have all of my inspirations, but I kind of want to wait until... Because I don't want to waste time on that because it only lasts for 10 minutes. Yeah. Right, 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 right,
2: right. I think for me, the goal is to get in and out as quickly as possible yeah let's just
3: go and see what happens
2: yeah let's do it
3: okay who's pushing open this door
4: first I cast pass without trace
0: okay so kit casts pass without trace which means that if you're near her uh, you get your stealth bonus and don't leave tracks and then who opens the door I open the door all right. So you press open the door. The door itself is hot to the touch. And once you've got the door open, the very first thing you feel is just a, a blast of hot air that explodes through the door and rushes by each of you. Once you sort of get your wits back together and you're able to look into the room, you can see that it's, it's almost unbelievable uh, because it's so cliche. But you look in and in this room, the floor is lava.
3: Great. Dump, dump.
0: There are scattered throughout this room. You can see that uh, there's a very, very small little ledge of solid, uh, unmelted stone just past the doorway. And the rest of the room, the what was once clearly a solid stone floor, has melted into magma and molten rock all over the place. There are some uh, remaining stone fixtures that are sort of jutting out from the lava. There are a few stones. You can see there are some stone work tables and things that have survived the heat and are jutting out from above the lava, uh, creating what appear to be seemingly uh, solid places to to stand and not be in the molten stone. You also see in this room, and they don't seem to have noticed you, at least at the moment, you see several different creatures uh, sort of, uh, they look like they're supposed to be standing guard in the room, but they look kind of bored as if nothing has happened in, in some time. Uh, why don't you all make me... I'll take either uh, Intelligence Nature or Intelligence Arcana checks to identify some of these creatures. Alright, Bria, what'd you get? 18. Okay, Flick, a six. Kit. Twelve. And Bizdira. Eight. Oh, really, really solid. Okay, uh, so Kit and Bizdira, you both recognize the nearest creatures. Me too. Uh, to the door. Yes, sorry. Uh, what did I say? Kit and Bizdira? I meant Kit and yeah. Bria. Yeah, I was gonna say, I was uh, like, I don't
1: think I recognize shit.
0: <laughs> no, <laughs> you do not. Kit and Bria, you two recognize the nearest creatures to you. Uh, and they they are Magmans. They are these impish little creatures made of fire. They reside on the elemental plane of fire. Uh, They're they're these oh tiny little mischievous creatures that uh, are, they love to set fire to things. They are uh, strange as it sounds, they are the pyromaniacs of the plane of fire. Uh, Bria, you see past them, you see a couple of other types of creatures uh, scattered throughout the room holding a Uh, not terribly vigilant vigil, Uh, you see a couple of creatures that at first you think are just dwarves that are on fire, Uh, but then you quickly realize that they are, in fact, Azers, uh, which are dwarves also from the elemental plane of fire. Uh, And finally, at the far end of the room, guarding uh, the double door that leads deeper into what is clearly guard's area of this level is an enormous, uh, looks like like a snake of fire. Uh, a salamander of sorts, uh, one of the shock troops of the elemental plane of fire, uh, quite dangerous, wielding, I believe, a trident of some sort? Sure, let's say a trident.
1: Uh-huh. Um, according to the map that we got from Robert, Where's the key?
0: Uh, so the key is in the next room down. There are essentially three rooms on this side. Uh, the key is in the middle room on the far eastern side. There's a little secret door uh, in the eastern wall of this next room, and the, the key should be in there somewhere. Okay.
2: So it's one room past this room. Correct. So we have to get through the double doors in this room.
0: So it would seem. Okay. My first. It's gonna make a little. Let's see.
1: My first instinct with this is to have Kit turn into something small and me, you guys distract and me just run in with Kit and get through those doors into the next room. (laughs) Like that's like the first thing my brain went to.
2: Well, I mean, I can fly for a minute. I don't know if there's gonna be lava in the next room or not. Exactly, that's the question. But you can run across lava.
1: Well, I can run fast, but also if. I have the resistance to fire.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes, DM, I mean, you're
1: I- about to bust yourself. I'm
0: sorry. I'm sorry. Bria's face when she said you can run across lava.
2: <laughs> I did not. There was a lot of sadness. You did and not. it was amazing.
0: There was a lot of You sad. did and it was amazing.
2: Uh, I... And was not intending it to be that way. i pretty sure uh, I can right. run across I water ask- at some point. Maybe not right now, but The guy the guy with the trident the serpent with the trident is all the way at the far end. He's on something. Like he's on like a rock no, he
0: formation. seems to just sort of be sitting in lava. <laughs> Although there does make me a wisdom perception check for you. Mm,
2: sixteen.
0: Yeah, so there is sort of similar to the little ledge of solid stone uh, on the inside of your door. The whole far wall seems to have about uh, four to six inches of solid stone floor on that side as well. Uh, so it looks like there is a place to stand where you could access the door. This this salamander though looks to be actually like in the lava, as do some of the other creatures in this room. Like the magmens are in the lava. The azers seem to be standing on some of the some of the stone refuse throughout the room but everything else is just sort of hanging out in the lava
2: so I'm gonna ask the conjurer if he has a way to transport one or some of us over to the little ledge in front of the door that's an excellent question
0: let me check his spell list uh he does in fact he could take himself and one other person to that door
1: yeah like listeners
0: I just uh
3: booped my nose
0: a bunch (laughs) Thank you, because I also wasn't looking at the moment, and I was like, I don't know why we're saying
3: flick.
1: It's the one that makes sense, because I can dash pretty freaking far. And the
3: other two can fly. And the
1: other two can fly. Or again, if Kit turns into something small, we can pocket her. Pocket it her.
4: Yeah, I was going to say, one of us should probably save our wings, just in case. Yeah. Um... But also, we have to get back across here, so we should definitely save our wings Mm -hmm, (laughs) for one of us at least.
1: Can
2: yeah, the
0: conjurer can can do he he can he can transport folk him himself and one other person. Can we put uh, someone
2: in the bag of holding? This is a real question. Is this
0: is a real
1: question. I know. And I've done it before Yes, in a different game. Okay. Can
4: we put all of us in the bag of holding and the conjurer <laughs> brings us across?
0: Uh, you he, you can. Uh, no, actually, I don't. Let me let me
4: check.
3: I don't, I don't no, think there's that much space. It's a bag there's of holding. It's a little
0: silly. <laughs> we're
4: checking. The bag we're of checking. holding
0: is not a bag of infinite holding. There is, in fact, so it can hold up to 500 pounds, not exceeding a volume of six. Sixty-four cubic feet.
2: You're gonna have to let us do it.
0: I mean, the other thing though is that there's ten minutes of air in there, right? And so that means that oh wait, I'm looking at I'm looking at something that is sixty-four cubic feet. How much? There's literally a Reddit thread that is how much exactly is sixty-four <laughs> cubic feet? <laughs> Which means it's it's only four feet long by four feet tall by four feet wide. So I would say. Two of you could very uncomfortably fit in there and have five minutes of air each. But
3: there's all of my stuff in there too. I would say
2: that there's one like, of you
0: could fit comfortably in there with 10 minutes of air.
2: Okay, so then my instinct is Bizdira goes in there. I fly. Fuck. No, you uh, get in is there. Safe except for me. I'll run. No, that doesn't. You cannot run on
1: lava. I can run around the side and I have a dash. And remember, my speed's like
0: 40. There isn't... There aren't ledges of solid stone on all four sides. Feet. There's You're like a be little, like little bit on the side, where you, side with in, the door. And then on the far side, but there's the side walls don't have. Don't
1: have anything. Solid ledges.
0: Okay. But, Bizdira, make me and uh, make me a, uh, I don't know, make me a wisdom check.
1: Uh, 13.
0: That's enough. Uh, so you, of all of your friends, you probably have the most chance of being able to like, hop from item to item that's sitting in the lava. Right. Of course, that'll definitely put you, you know, in close proximity to some of these creatures that are throughout the room, but uh, some of them are pretty far apart, but of the five of you, you're the most likely to be able to, to
1: manage that. Right. Where where have I seen that um, monks can run over water? It's like a ninth level thing. So
4: I have a logistical question for the I'm group. I'm so ready. <laughs> it seems like there is no way we are getting through this place without fighting some people. So I wonder if what we actually want to do is fight them all while we're on solid ground and then maybe once the big snake guy moves away from the door that's when we begin our fleeing across the room across to the, door.
3: the way yeah you might be right i mean we all have some type of rangy thing right except for maybe yeah. Vizdira.
2: no i do i have my radiance on Sunbolts.
3: Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I'm wondering, I'm wondering, though, because he's not, like, like there's still enough space in front of the door, like, for us. I'm I'm picturing this more as, like, we get ourselves over there as fast as humanly possible and close the door on them to get into the next room, not knowing what's in the next room, but, like, but then they're gonna be there when we come back either way, so I don't know. But if we're passed without tracing, maybe we will be able to... Um,
0: pass without tracing doesn't I... make you invisible. Right.
2: I know, but it's yeah. gonna help.
4: Well, but if we're gonna split up, then it's not going to serve of us very well,
0: right? Right. So, like, yeah, because you have to be as, near her. Yeah.
1: What exactly? Let me check.
0: I do think it's a pretty big radius. I think it's a thirty-foot
3: radius, but still. Still,
1: the but room if is she's in than the bag that. of
3: holding. Well, no, yeah. we're abandoning that idea.
2: But like, me, actually,
0: holy shit! Actually, well, in theory, Kit, if you were in the very center of the room, your pass without trace would encompass most of this room. Thirty-foot radius is
2: enormous. Mm-hmm. Because then, is. what if I am flying? with Tiny Kit on me and Mm. Bizdira in the bag of holding. So I have the two of them. And then right when we get to the middle of the room, the guys go over and then we continue flying.
3: May I have
0: everybody make a wisdom perception check really quickly, please? Bizdira. That is a crit fail. Oh, fantastic. You are you are tactically thinking about how to do this. B- Bria. 20. Uh, Flick. 17. Kit.
4: 17.
0: So everyone except Bizdira notices that it looks like one of the Magmans has noticed that the door is open. It doesn't look like he's seen you. I assume you all sort of cracked the door barely, right, and then are like hiding out of sight. I, I will give you the benefit of the doubt there. Uh, but it does look like you've noticed that one of the Magmans, as you each sort of peek in to sort of check things out, is like slowly and curiously approaching the door at your end. So, he's he's still a little yeah. ways away. So but.
1: I have one little wrench for that idea, Bria, and that's don't you shine light when you have your wings and will that interfere with Pass without trace.
2: Not like you're not like you're picturing it. Uh-huh. I just get glittery eyes. That's all. Just glittery it's not eyes. like Okay, so you don't actually yeah. like shine bright like a diamond? No, I yeah. Okay. That's so bad. <laughs>
3: that was <laughs> Really I support
1: good,
3: you um, um okay so what are we doing cause he's literally walking over as we speak
4: I like Bria's plan and we have to close <gasps> the door behind us so they can't get out
3: it's literally
2: okay. fight or flight uh, literally that's is.
3: the name of the episode um um
1: we're gonna need to <laughs> g-
3: so distract
1: the snake dude to get him away from the door no we're not
2: we can just oh, close I the door the boys can close the door
1: no the double door the snake door
2: oh yeah just, he can thaumaturgy okay so okay right, so we're gonna put Biz in the thing <gasps> um <laughs> uh, and then Kit, What are you going to turn into to be on me? A
4: spider
2: <laughs> A spider, Shut okay, hold on can, tight Not okay? a frog um, And then I'm going to make sure she's like really tucked in too And then um, I guess I'm going to sprout my wings And here we go
0: Okay, and then the conjurer is what, what's, what are Flick and the conjurer doing?
2: When I get to the center of the room They're going to uh-huh. transfer over to the other side and they're going to try okay. to get the doors open while, and then I'll keep, so essentially I'm going to keep flying the whole time, and then they're okay. going to try to get the doors open while I'm finishing the flight. Got it.
0: All righty. Okay. And are you trying to be stealthy about the flight, Bria? Yes. Okay, great. So, well, Bria... Well,
2: stealthy meaning, like, within our pass without trace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: But you're trying to, like, s- sneak in and ob- unobserved for the most part, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. So, I'm, uh, yes. Bria, make me a dexterity stealth check at a plus 10. 19. With the plus 10? Correct. You, like, oh! ha- you should have a plus 19.
2: What? You said with a plus 10. No, <laughs> yeah, a plus, plus 10 in, in addition in to whatever yours of- is. Oh, okay. So then...
3: Twenty
2: eight. 29. <laughs> right? I have a plus nine. I rolled a nine. Okay, and it's so a yes, 10. So yes, 28. 28.
3: Yes, correct. <laughs> okay, 28. 28 is still really good. <laughs>
2: Whatever.
0: My Can God. we do math? Okay. I'm
2: already insecure no, about my numbers. No, we numbers.
0: Okay. So explain to me. I just... so. Uh, great you're good it's gonna happen but i want you to explain to me how you are <laughs> glittering flying and getting through this door and into the room without the magman who's looking right at the door seeing yeah. you
2: um, go bria go uh, actually flick if you could make the noises for me this would be great so you know how Kronk goes down hiding
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 uh the uh, the theme song you mean Yes. And
0: you're basically just, like, skittering around the the walls and the ceiling. That's amazing. Hey everybody, your friendly neighborhood dungeon master DM Jazzy Hands here with a few mid-show announcements. First of all, if you're enjoying the episode so far, it would be majestic if you could pop on over to Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever else you get our podcast from and leave us a rating and a review. We'll always read five-star reviews on air as soon as we're able, and the more of those we get, the more visible the show becomes, and the more people we get to listen. Doesn't have to take more than just a few seconds, really does help us out a ton. We also want to remind everyone that we, of course, have our Patreon Page. Go to patreon.com slash DND Last Refuge to get access to all kinds of cool patron perks like early access to certain episodes, character sheets for the PCs, and much, much more. In addition, by supporting our Patreon, you'll also be supporting multiple other content creators across the Patreon sphere via our Patreon It Forward program. More information on that program and a list of the creators that we're patronizing are available on our Patreon page. Right now, I want to take a minute to recognize some of our awesome patrons and thank them for their support. Thank you to our honorary party members, Tanya, Sir Mox the Magnificent, Matthew Allen, and Shimmy Gangot, and to our Shimmer Scale tribe leaders, Eugenio Eliyahu of Merck Grove, and Lisa Diane Mercado Etheridge. If you want to get shoutouts on the show and much, much more, hop on over to Patreon.com/DNDLastRefuge and become a patron today. We want to thank BattleBards for providing a lot of the fantastic music you hear on our show. You can check out their awesome library at BattleBards.com. We are also starting to use some of Scott Buckley's amazing scores, which you can check out at his website scottbuckley.com.au. If you ever get adventures, character options, or new monsters or anything else from the DMs Guild, be sure to use our affiliate links found on our website and in the episode notes when you shop there so that TLR gets a portion of your purchase. It's like Amazon Smile, but make it D&D. We also want to thank D&D Beyond for their amazing support of our podcast and for being generally incredible in every way possible. If you aren't already a D&D Beyond fan and user, go check out their services at dndbeyond.com. You won't regret it. We have been teasing some announcements coming up for the last couple of weeks. We're having to put a couple of those on hold a little bit longer. We'll get those out to you as soon as we can, but we can announce that in the coming weeks, I am going to come back to streaming on the Variant Roles channel. I'm going to be streaming a campaign of part of the Descent into Avernus adventure that was just released last month by Wizards of the Coast, and my other new stream show is going to be of a new system that's published by Renegade Games called Overlight, a kaleidoscopic fantasy series really excited to introduce that series to the world so keep an eye on our website on the where to find us page to figure out when those are going to be or you can just follow at variant roles on twitter and there'll be lots of announcements there once those shows are get up and running okay that's enough chatting for now let's get back to the episode thanks for listening and happy gaming y'all
1: i imagine she just like squeezed out through like the top of the door oh absolutely absolutely (laughs) And okay, then I'm, so, I'm
2: kind of like trying to stay in patches of darkness, but I definitely am doing the like pauses and then I keep going.
3: Yeah, we went for the, oh I could have just cast Thaumaturgy and just distracted him, but no, we went.
0: No, <laughs> no you went, you fucking went for it. Okay, <laughs> uh, so the three of you make it to the center of the room somehow, uh, which means it is time for the conjurer to uh, dimension door he and flick over to the salamander
3: door. All right, so I put my hand on his shoulder and I whisper, I get really close to his ear. Oh, oh, why? And Because I say, I whisper, beam me up. Oh.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he shakes your hand off and leaves you behind.
3: No, <laughs> no.
0: Uh, <laughs> That's he deer
1: puts her, pokes her head out and goes, speaks... good one, bro.
0: <gasps> no, you are in another dimension. You can't hear his terrible <laughs> Damn joke. Damn it. Um, so the conjurer speaks a word of power uh, and you feel yourself sort of folding in space and you two reappear. Sounds On the uncomfortable. far side of the room, right in front of the door. I need you, please, Flick, to make me a dexterity stealth check. Also at a plus 10, apparently. 25. Okay, the Conjurer, I think, only got an 18, which is not I mean, only. Yeah, okay. So that's only an 18. But that does mean that I'm going to have the Salamander roll a perception check. <laughs> he rolled a 17.
4: <laughs> yes, yes.
3: Yes. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Okay. So uh, I need Bria now you to make me another dexterity stealth check as you are continue to fly the second half of the room below you. You can feel, actually it's sort of a cool feeling with you flying like this because it's sort of the heat rising off the floor from the lava sort of buoys you, makes you more buoyant in the space. But you can see the Azers as you fly over the two Azers that are perched on little outcroppings of rock. Like one of them is sort of cleaning uh, cleaning his weapon, his uh, f- giant flaming warhammer. The other one is, is like, uh, you can see him like he's got so their whole head, the Azer's whole head is in en- engulfed in flames. And you can see him sort of like adjusting the flames as if it were his hair. <laughs> like flame too. Um, Talk about flaming. <laughs> <laughs> Bria, what was your next 30 cell check with the additional um, plus 10 added on to the top of your already existing modifier?
2: Yeah, I got it. Teach. Thanks. Um, that's a 32.
0: <laughs> a 32. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that time. That time he rolled better. Okay, whatever. Um, okay, so you managed to get, uh, incredibly, you managed to get to the other side of the room, and the uh, salamander is... is Heartily focused forward, you know, because clearly he's guarding this door, but against against anything that might come in from the door that you all just came through. And somehow you all have managed to, to hide in the shadows created by the the flickering flames and lava of this room. Hey DM, I hey, have yeah. a question. I, do I want to let you ask this yeah. question? Because you're smiling, so I sort of feel like I don't.
1: How mad are you right now? Oh, not <laughs> okay. at all. So, like we just like a blue yeah, pass. <laughs>
3: I think at this point he's like, whatever gets us out of this temple the fastest.
0: It took you all 28 minutes to get as far as walking in the room. I'm all about it. Let's go. (laughs)
4: Yeah, we spent a lot of time talking.
0: Yeah. All right, right, so you're at the far door. You are all together again. Are we pulling Bizdara out of the bag now? Or are we waiting till we get to the next room? Is Kit's Got, gotta wait? What's Less happening? feet
3: on the ground. Less feet on the ground.
2: Yeah, gotta let's wait. Keep, okay. Yeah, let's keep all right. going. Is
0: Flick opening the door? No,
2: I'm absolutely opening absolutely
3: not. Why would I do that? I'm I
2: opening don't, the door. No, don't come for me. I'm all still right, opening you're opening
0: the door. The door. Uh, all right, so you open that door, Bria. And in the next room, uh, it is, it is, the floor is no longer lava. So the sort of overwhelming, all-encompassing, sweltering heat of the previous room behind you uh, does not, is not present here. But in the very center of the room is what looks to be an enormous, long trough that is filled with a white-hot fire. And at the far end of this trough, on a small sort of raised dais, uh, is what is clearly the source of the heat, of the majority of the heat in this room. A creature that appears to be sort of chained in place on this dais or altar or whatever it is, uh, looks to be some sort of creature made entirely of fire and encased in white, hot metal plate armor. And you can see that this creature is chained in place, uh, sort of standing but at a diagonal, so sort of like leaning back as if leaning on something, and there are hooks these large, wicked-looking hooks embedded right in the center of the chest plate of this creature's armor, and you can see that these hooks are attached to chains that are attached then to winches to the left and right of this creature, and there are these two what look like children made of, like, formed uh, semi-cooled magma. Uh, with these creepy, great big grins. Uh, And these two creatures are slowly turning the winches, and you can hear roars of agony coming from this creature as the chest plate of this creature's armor that is clearly a part of it is slowly being winched and torn apart. And you can see inside is the whitest hottest part of the flame that is this creature.
2: I feel bad for him.
0: Standing directly in front of you in in the door, and again I will give you the benefit of to say that you cracked this door open barely, but standing at the, at, so that's at the, at the far side of this strange like pit of fire and altar whatever. At the near side, very very close to the door is another one of those smiling lava children things. Uh, and it's posted up staring directly at the door and it does not seem to have noticed the door and it's minute little crack yet. Uh, but as much as the magman was observing the door that you, in the second in the previous room, this creature seems to be laser focused on the door here as well.
2: Can we see where, or do we know in this room where the shield is?
0: I don't think, from the way that you've cracked the door so far, I don't think you can see it. But you know that halfway across the room, on if you're looking in from your entrance, halfway across the room on the left wall, uh, you know that there is a secret door uh, uh, in the in the wall there. Uh, you may not be able to see it, but you know where it should be, and it should be easy enough to open once you once you sort of get to it.
2: Kit, how many, um, I'm assuming I would know this without having to ask, how many wild shapes do you have? Uh, only two. Only two, and you've already used one.
0: She's still in that one. She can be in that one for hours and hours. But
2: Well, I was thinking that Oh, I was thinking you could just crawl across, go through the secret door, get get it, and then change back into a small thing and crawl back across to us.
4: Uh, yeah, it's risky, but I can try it. I'm not, yeah, I'm not sure that we have a better plan, so.
2: Okay.
1: I like this idea. I would like to mention that Bazir will need some air soon.
2: Yeah, I have a, I put um, a little timer on my stopwatch for you. Great. Your what? I have a stopwatch. Um. Do you? Yes, it's in my itinerary. It's in my itinerary. (laughs) My itinerary (laughs) tells me.
3: Do you know what actually is going to happen next in this game? (laughs) I do actually.
4: Yeah, yeah, I do. I think unless anyone has a brilliant idea, I'm just going to scuttle off your shoulder and I'm going to start making for the door.
2: Yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay, a very sneaky spider. Go ahead and roll me a dexterity stealth check uh, with the spider, but I am going to give the lava child disadvantage on his perception check too because... You're a okay. very tiny spider. What'd I don't know what
4: the spider's dex is, but I'll roll and then we'll find out. Great. An eight
0: Okay, plus ten, so eighteen. And the excuse me, and the spider's dex our spider's stealth is at a plus four, so that's still a twenty two.
4: Okay, that's pretty good.
0: Great. So, yeah. So, all right. Tiny little spider, uh, weirdly shrouded in shadow, uh, scuttles across the room. And this, uh, you continue to hear this creature just screaming. Now, are you all shutting the door altogether? Are you continuing to look inside the room? What are the rest of you doing? I think- The conjurer I gotta keep is looking. I, okay.
2: I was going to say, like, close it as much as we possibly can with sure. still giving, like, Kit the space and all of that to get back in and whatever.
0: Sure. Uh, so you see, uh, so Kit scuttles over to where the door is. You continue to see these winchings continue to rip open the center of this creature. And uh, let me have the remaining, so actually just Flick and Bria, I guess, uh, make me wisdom perception checks, please. Ooh. Bria? Uh,
2: passive? Sure. 14.
0: Flick? 16. Okay, uh, Flick, you can see something seems to be coming out of the hole that is being created in this creature's chest. And it, it looks like a just the bare edges of some of a claw is Cuck. reaching out of the center of this creature.
2: Oh my God, Kit, please hurry.
0: Yeah, we got to get out of there.
2: Kit, so
0: you scuttle over. And you get to uh, where you know the the door should be. And what are you doing over there?
4: Um, first, I'm going to see if there are any crevices through which I can just sneak under.
0: Um, go ahead and make me a wisdom perception check, please.
4: Uh, twenty adjusted.
0: So you do see a little crevice, uh, but as you start to get closer to it, you realize because uh, your check was quite good, uh, you realize that actually this crevice looks like it's probably just a crack in the wall. It no! doesn't. It's not in the right place to lead to the room that you're heading, uh, and would have been would have been an unfortunate uh, dead end. Likely, likely had you had you gone through it. When you get to uh, wherever the door is supposed to be, though. Uh, you see that it's it's sealed pretty tight. Uh, the secret door is is well fitted into the wall.
4: Okay. Um. But can I? So is there a doorknob? How, or do I just push the door open? Uh, What's the deal? It looks
0: like it looks like the door uh, slides slides side to side. It's sort of embedded into the wall in such a way that it looks like it can
3: slide. Um. Okay. Sh- I. You are at the door. Think. Well, can I not see anything that's happening?
0: Uh, I don't know that you can see the spider. She got a very good ch- stealth check, but oh, okay. you can see what's happening with guard. Uh, all right, Kate, go ahead.
4: Oh, I, I'm i assuming I'm not looking behind me. I don't see this creepy hand coming
0: out. I mean, I—that that is my assumption as well, that you're pretty laser focused on, on getting this job done. But but I mean, I, it's up to you. You tell me.
4: I mean, I, I think that as scary as it is, I think I am going to wild shape. I know, Flick, but I don't think <laughs> no, that there's I'm any... saying
3: I want to distract. That's, I, my oh. idea is that I can just distract them with thaumaturgy. That's what I was going to okay. say.
4: Okay. All right. So,
3: so I Kit, cast a big boom wanted... over on the other side of the room.
0: Sure, sure, sure. So, Kit, you change out of wild shape. Flick, yes, and you're very on... quickly open the door. Right. Flick, you're on a hair trigger, nervous about anything that might happen. Uh, so as soon as you see the, the spider begin to engorge and change... Uh, you cast thaumaturgy and to do what?
3: Uh, it'll make a big, loud sound on the opposite side of the room from Kit. So I guess that's the west side of the room.
0: Uh, yes. Okay. Uh, okay. So let's. I gotta do some perception checks. Um, okay. So one of the child, one of the lava children, just crit on their perception check.
2: But it, shouldn't it be uh, with disadvantage because of the?
0: Oh right, you're right. Okay, so then that was. Okay. Okay, and then I need to do one for guard. Okay, Uh, so all of the heads turn, uh, all of the lava children's heads turn to the west side of the room where the boom was. Uh, The one in front of the door uh, sort of potters over uh, to go investigate what the sound might have been. Uh, The creature, the fire creature that's having its chest torn apart, the two lava children winching open its chest cavity, uh, stop turning their cranks for a moment, uh, and the creature, uh, the fire creature lets out a yell, a roar, even louder than any of the pained ones before. Uh, And I don't suppose any of you speak Ignan or Primordial?
1: I don't think so. Unless it's similar no. to Celestial no. at all. No.
2: <laughs> yeah, mm, identical.
0: No. Okay, so yells something, and the two lava children at the winches hurriedly turn back and continue cranking a little faster now.
2: Crap. That's creepy. Okay. Go, Kit, oh, no. go. go. They Kit, know go. we're here.
0: Flick, as you continue to watch this thing, more of this claw, uh, and in the arm that it's attached to begins to reach out of the cavity. Make me a... I will take either Intelligence Nature Intelligence Arcana.
3: That's a 17.
0: I think there's too little of it showing for you to be able to identify it yet, Uh, but obviously it's creepy AF regardless. Uh, Kit, you uh, open up this door, and do you shut it behind you, you said? Uh Uh-huh. Okay, so you open up the door, you shut it behind you very hurriedly. You are in a room that is completely different. Uh, it is dark in here. The temperature is back to normal. There was a blast of hot air that came in with you when you opened the door, but as soon as you sealed it behind you, it's almost as if there's some sort of like airlock there. You now understand that like the seal in the door was obviously keeping the temperature in this room down. You can see in this room uh, lines of red light, uh, just almost as if there's. I don't even know how to describe it, like little tubes in the wall, uh, in the walls and the ceilings. And all of them converge on this point uh, in the far wall, maybe 10 feet ahead of you. And in the center of that wall, uh, you can see glowing embedded behind uh, some clear crystal. Just like on the outside of the temple, when you first inserted the keys, you can see the fire shield key. Uh, embedded in the wall behind this crystal.
4: I take it!
0: <laughs> so you go up to it and you can see that uh, there's a, a, also this this crystal sort of cover slides away. So you can slide that away, pull the fire shield out, and immediately uh, the red lights sort of seem to be originating from this area here, and they sort of, they go out. Uh, they it, The like darkness sort of spreads through the tubes from the center area where the, the fire shield was before. Um, And you now have possession of the fire shield key.
4: Let's go, let's go, let's go. Okay, excellent. I am going to open the door the tiniest sliver as big as my spider body is after I put the shield on my arm. Okay, Um, so you've got the the shield on to be very clear. (laughs) The door is the tiniest sliver open. I'm going to turn back into a spider and I'm going to go, go, go. And I still have passed without trace. <laughs> you
0: do. Okay, so you've tiniest liver, uh, you go through the door. At this point, uh, flick, you continue watching this, this thing coming out of this creature and you see the claw retract back inside oh. the creature. And for a moment, Uh, This is while you're still in the room, Kit, grabbing the shield. Uh, The moment that the door cracks open and Spider-Kit begins to come out back into the main chamber, you see something else come through the center of this, this creature, but this time it is not a claw. And I don't think I need you, any of you, to make intelligence nature checks, because you immediately recognize the head of this creature that comes through this fire elemental's chest as the head of a red dragon.
2: Oh no. Oh, yet.
0: <laughs> and with a final <gasps> scream, the lava children winch the creature's chest cavity all the way open. And this dragon tears its way through the chest cavity of this creature and into the room.
1: Holy shit.
0: The, the fire elemental creature still seems to actually be alive in its way, uh, and the lava children are hurriedly winching in the opposite direction, uh, and slowly and clearly, equally as painfully, the chest plate is beginning to close back up and reseal. But it's a rather slow and, like I said, obviously painful process. And this, this red dragon uh, looks around and roars triumphantly, And Kit, let me have you please make a dexterity stealth check. And Flick, since you're the one, uh, actually Flick and Bria, if you two would do the same at the door, since it is a little bit open. (sighs) Kit, what'd you get? Remember the spider stealth is plus four and then you've still got Pass Without Trace.
4: 18. (laughs) I
3: rolled a four. Flick, Uh, with the Pass Without Trace?
0: Yes, you do still
2: have it.
3: Then that's wonderful because that's a
2: 24. Okay, Bria? I'm a 34. Okay,
0: okay. So now we just have to see if this uh, dragon uh, passes the O. Oh.
2: Does it come with disadvantage? Though? No. Well, it's a spider though. So, like, is the dragon really going to be like, oh, a spider well- person is in here? I mean, we'll see.
0: So, uh, <laughs> <A> spider, spider
2: <laughs>
3: person. <laughs>
0: So it got a a 23, the dragon did, so it doesn't notice either of you at the door. It does notice the spider, it's sort of sniffing around, and it notices the spider, which of course in and of itself is not a strange thing, but it watches this dragon, remember dragons are smart, this dragon watches as the spider goes toward, is heading very clearly towards the door. And so the dragon begins to saunter after.
3: No, there's no way. No,
0: no, no, no. Saunters (laughs) after the little spider as it approaches the door. No, it doesn't.
2: uh Is where we're going to leave it for this week. (laughs) Fuck my
4: dice. This is dumb. (laughs)
0: Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Last Refuge. Be sure to listen next week to find out if we have our first combat with a dragon or if the team gets clever again and manages to get out of it.
2: No, we're going to get out of it. To
0: fine. Say. We're fine. we're, fine. Clever, we're fine. clever, clever, clever. <laughs> you can reach out to the TLR team by leaving us a podcast review or by dropping us a line on Twitter and Instagram at, at DNDLastRefuge. That's at D, the letter N, D, Last Refuge. If you've got more than 280 characters to say to us, you can also email us at DNDLastRefuge at G. Email.com. If you want to know more about us as players, access our Patreon, see some awesome fan art, find out what cons we'll be attending, and get links to other streams and podcasts where you can see us playing even more D&D. You can go to our website www.dndlastrefuge.com. As always, I want to thank Robert Huff, my story consultant for this campaign, and of course, all of you for listening. I'm your friendly neighborhood dungeon master, DM Jazzy Hands, and with me I have
2: Bistira, Kit, Bria, and
0: Flick. <laughs> Happy gaming, y'all. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Embedded in the wall behind this crystal. The wall.